Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode nine of Aussie Talks. We've got a very action-packed episode for you here today. We're going to be looking at the umpire descent rule. We're going to be looking at how the Brooklyn Nets are the most failed super team ever and how Ben Simmons is a joke uh, since he is not playing. We're going to uh, do a recap of the recent leaders debate and how both leaders could not answer a question if they were asked by a teacher. And uh, another thing we're going to look at is... Is this team legit? We're going to go through a few AFL teams uh, that have been recommended to me by the viewers and see if they actually are legit. We're also going to have my big call and a few other things. So without further ado, let's get into uh, a segment I'm going to be pretty passionate about, and that is the umpire descent rule in the AFL. There's no acceptable level of descent towards umpires. Now, I don't know uh, how many of you watched the Friday night games and Kilda vs GWS. got a very good result in the end, which I was pretty uh, pretty happy with. But the talking point from the game was Callan Ward took a mark. It bounced up into his hand, so it shouldn't have made a mark in the first place. Uh, Daniel McKenzie, who's, who was a St Kilda player, was manning the mark and told the umpire by putting his hand out and pointing towards the ground, saying it hit the ground. Now, he was correct. That was dissent. Now, what I'm going to do for everyone here is I'm going to look up dissent in the dictionary. You know, on this podcast, we educate people as well. The official definition of dissent is the holding or expression of opinions at variance with those commonly or officially held. Now, it's a very broad definition for you, but does that involve saying it hit the ground? How broad is this? Now, for anyone who follows me on Instagram, and it'll be linked below in the description of this podcast, I made my thoughts very clear uh, in an Instagram story. I basically said that it was a disgrace to the game and people will stop watching. People then responded to that saying that this segment uh, should be on the podcast as part of 60 Second Rant. But I thought I wouldn't be doing it justice. I wouldn't be uh, promoting this atrocity if I kept it to just 60 seconds. Now, I'm going to do my best to remain calm here because it's not the 60-second rant. I'm going to try and remain informative without providing dissent. So, Brad Scott, you've been at the AFL office for about six months now. And your legacy is going to be this. I'm telling you right now. This is the biggest joke that the AFL have ever brought in. This is the worst rule that they have ever brought in. They brought in a rule in the 2004 preseason cup that if it hit the goalpost and bounced back in, it was live play. Now, that was that, that was silly. This is 10 times worse than that. Dissent could work. If you say to an umpire, that was cool. You know, you're a shit of an umpire. All this stuff. That's dissent. If, you, if you're saying it hit the ground, if that's dissent then we are screwed, not as a game, but as a society. But half the Australian culture is swearing. Cut that out. Fair enough, if you want to. But they're saying it hit the ground, you were in some serious trouble. Harris Andrews the other week. It nearly, it didn't, oh, I don't want to say it nearly cost them the game, but it kept Collingwood in it. He put his arms out. It's a natural reaction. Just look at any other sport. Look at basketball, for example. Can you imagine if they brought that rule into basketball? All the coaches do like this. Players turn around when they hear a whistle and do this. You've got to officiate it. And I think Gary Lyon even said it. If you're going to enforce the rule, it's got to be consistent. Although I disagree with the rule fundamentally in every sense, and it is the worst thought thing the AFL has ever done, you've got to police it. In that Friday night game, Ben Long got paid uh, got paid against a, a dangerous tackle. It wasn't a dangerous tackle. Uh, that's another thing the AFL has just completely ruined. But he put his arms out in a very aggressive manner. There wasn't 50. If you want to set a standard for no dissent, for basically players acting as robots and the umpires, um, you know, just 
being a Lord Almighty and never having to uh, face criticism. You've got to do it the whole time. You can't pick and choose. Players put their arms out all the time. Harris Andrews got pinned the other week, but it doesn't get pinned if someone else does it. Where's the consistency? It is the biggest joke in the history of the AFL. Yes, the AFL has been around since, like, what, 1897? Descent is the thing that it's going to be remembered by if this does not change. And you know what? I'm at a point where I'm going to start a petition. Get rid of the descent rule. Bring back, you know... You can get dissent, you know, if you, you call them, you know, bad words and, and swear words, you know, 50 metres. But the fact that you can say it hit the ground and it's 50 metres, it's ruining the game, it's going to cost teams games, it's going to cost teams finals. And I'm calling that right now. But that's what I just wanted to say on the dissent rule. I've copped a bit uh, for what I put on Instagram, but I stand by everything I've said in this segment and what I said on Instagram. It needs to go or it needs to be reworked. And if they're going to keep it, it needs to be consistent at least. Uh, Greeny, the, the Nets have ruled out Ben Simmons for Game 4 on Monday. He and the Nets had planned that he would play Game 4. I'm told that Ben Simmons came to the facility this morning, told the Nets that he was experiencing back soreness again. Now I want to talk about the NBA. Obviously, we've got the playoffs going on now. I want to specifically talk about uh, the failed super team uh, that has been the Brooklyn Nets. They're currently down three games to zip on the Celtics uh, and... I reckon they'll probably get swept uh, whenever the next game is. I think it's tomorrow. Um, But this is a failed team. This is a team that Kevin Durant left the Warriors for. This is a team that Kyrie left the Celtics for. This is a team that James Harden, they got him in. He's been traded, obviously, for this season. But this could go down as it might not beat the Lakers of 2013 with the Howard and Nash, but this could, could go down as the worst super team ever. Sure, last last year, Kevin Durant, he was two inches away from, uh, you know, eliminating the Bucks, and the Bucks went on to win the, the championship. But they're 3-0 down in the Clippers. I watched the game the other day. They don't play team defense. No one plays it. Kevin Durant doesn't play split line. Kyrie's selfish on offense. Um there's no team defense. You know, they played Blake Griffin, and it's the first time he's played um, at all. But, you know, who's someone who, like, could help with defense? Um, you know, just, just I think he's an Australian or someone who has an Australian citizenship but has never actually represented our country, even though he's had multiple opportunities to. Uh, he's on the bench. Don't know what his injury is. He's had been out of the game for a year, didn't refuse to play, then got a back injury. He's looking like a porcupine, whatever the hell he's dressing on in the on the bench, and that's Ben Simmons. Look, I'm, I'm not stupid enough to say that Ben Simmons isn't a great defensive player. He is. What he does defensively is, is brilliant. Offensively is a completely different story. He sucks on the offense. He can't shoot. But this is a man who's told us, oh, I'm coming back game three, game four. He told journalists to record him, Duncan. Yeah, he's not playing game four because he knows they're going to get swept. I'm telling you now, that's the reason Ben Simmons could be the most unlikable bloke, not just in Australia, but in America at the moment. Philly hate him. Half the NBA analysts hate him. Richard Jefferson, I think, put something out uh, earlier today, completely bagging him, and he was 100% right. Um, You know, this is a guy who... uh, he's. I, I just don't understand it, man. He is getting paid so much money. So much he had his back issue, apparently. 
Like, you know, the the medical staff and him are on different pages. He hasn't played for a year. His last time he was on the court, he passed up an open dunk with Trey Young, who's six foot two or something, and he's six foot ten. That is the last time he stepped on the court as a player. And he is not playing in game four, a must win game for the Brooklyn Nets, who will be eliminated and like I said, big disappointment. KD, you never should have left the Warriors. Kyrie, even you probably should have gone to New York. Um, Brooklyn, you thought you had championships in you. The best you got was a second round. So uh, it's quite funny as an observer because, you know, they've had the whole Russian ownership and, you know, new guys came in, got it sorted, but even then they've still uh, still stuffed up. So Ben Simmons, are you ever going to play basketball again? And if you don't, just retire and get out of the way because you clearly don't want to play. You've got no heart. Um, and I will happily revoke these statements if I see anything out of him. Uh, but I don't think I'll need to. All right, it is now time for something that has uh, become quite popular on the podcast, and I've received some good feedback on it, and that is my 60-second rant. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Now, the topic for my 60-second rant today revolves around the recent debate with Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese that I believe was on Wednesday of last week. 60 seconds are on the clock. I'm going to keep my cool. Everybody knows who's listening to this podcast, I favour Scott Morrison over Albanese, but this one here, you're going to have 30 seconds of me bagging one side and 30 seconds of the other. 60 seconds. Three, two, one, go. First of all, can any of these guys actually answer the question that's asked them? I'll start with Scott Morrison. Someone, the One of the audience members, they were asked... Uh, about the NDIS funding and how her child who had autism uh, had been cut to the funding. He proceeded to talk about his own kids, how they were blessed. I'm sorry. He's asked about why the fun- – she's asked why the funding was cut, Scott Morrison. Not about your own kids. You know, cool. Look, to be honest, people don't care. Answer the question and you'll actually get votes. It's, it's not that hard. Anthony Albanese, can you actually write anything that's your own material? I'll play this after the 60-second rant. He copied another thing from West Wing. He also proceeded to stuff up about his boat policy because uh, he supported it and then he didn't support it and then he supported it again. He flip-flops more on issues than Joe Biden uh, and that's with uh, the, the boat policy when he's Deputy Prime Minister under Kevin Rudd. But both of these boats can't answer questions. How is anyone actually meant to get to know them if they don't answer questions? This is why if I was actually able to vote, I'd vote preference one for an independent because at least they're different. At least they're not controlled by party politics and that's 60 seconds up. But... None of these blokes can answer the question that's asked them. That's why they're politicians, and that's why we've got to get some actual people in there uh, to actually get some real work done and not just policy and, you know, trying to save their own asses. We must do better, and we can do better. And we can do better, and we must do better, and we will do better. Because if you change the order, it's all okay. Now, for this segment here, I want to talk about uh, two AFL teams that just want to talk about their prospects of the season, how they started and where I think they will end up and are they a legit contender. Now, these two teams have been chosen by my Instagram. I put something out a couple of hours ago saying I was recording a podcast and quite a few people said they wanted me to talk about Carlton and St Kilda football. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to start with Carlton. If you had told me Carlton were 5-2 and two and sitting in 7th position, sorry, 4-2 uh, and two and sitting in 7th position, 
uh, with a percentage of 95.4, I would have said you're dreaming, um, especially when the likes of Port Adelaide, uh, you know, you'd think they'd be up there. Essendon even, they made finals last year. They've been incredibly disappointing. Uh, and, you know, even the Bulldogs and, and the likes of Richmond, you would have thought would be taking those spots off Carlton. But Carlton, I reckon, will make finals. It's not my big call for the day, but they will finish between 7th and 8th. I haven't done my ladder predictor, um, but I feel like with their midfield, they've got a good young midfield um, that is one of the better, best in the competition. Uh, the down back, Doherty's holding it down a few, along with a few others, um, and then up forward. They just need someone to consistently kick goals, and though Harry Mackay, I think, is the worst player to ever win a Coleman, uh, he does do that job, although they did lose to Freo um, in, in quite bad fashion uh, in Perth, which wasn't uh, wasn't too good, but it's hard to win in Perth, especially against uh, Freo. Only the really, really good teams do it, and only one team's been able to do it this season. That's the Saints. But back on Carlton. They're currently fifth in kicks, first in handballs, first in disposals, fifth in marks. Now, those are similar stats uh, in ranking as well to what I went through with the Brisbane Lions last week saying that they were going to win the flag. A couple of red flags I've got with Carlton. They're currently 13th in tackles, 16th in hitouts, and 12th in clearances. Uh, they also are pretty struggling with rebound 50s, trying to get it out of the back line. They play sort of slow, uh, chipping out side of that. But if we're looking at their midfield here, the likes of Sam Walsh, the likes of Patrick Cripps, who has played forward a little bit this year. The likes of George Hewitt, who is, who, um, is leading in clearances per game for the team and has, has really risen this year. He just needs to do a little bit more with his disposals. Look down back, Zachary uh, Zach Williams. He gets a lot of the ball. Uh, kicks per game, he's leading them in that. Uh, Weedering as well with his marks. Charlie Curnow. He's the leading goal kicker right now um, for, for Carlton. If he's able to stay on the field, uh, he, he really could kick, you know, 50, 60 goals uh, for the season. In terms of what they can achieve this year, I don't know what their, I don't know what their draw's like for the next few weeks. They're playing north, so that'll be a win for them. But I think they will finish between 7th and 8th. And the question is, are they a contender? Are they going to do a Bulldogs and win the Premiership or get you know, win a couple of finals games, get to a prelim maybe from seventh. And, and my answer is no. I think they're probably a year off. They're still quite young. Um, they, they've taken tremendous strides this season. And, you know, being a, a St Kilda fan and looking at Carlton, no one really likes Carlton, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And it, it's not the greatest sight in the world, although I did enjoy when they beat Richmond in round one. Uh, it, Having them up there, it's not too enjoyable, but I'm sure a few Carlton fans up there are up and about. Um, So are they legit? The question is no. They will make finals, but they'll do nothing with it. Now, on to the second team, my team, St Kilda, and this was requested heavily. So this just isn't my bias and talking up St Kilda, who currently sit in fifth place and are 5-1 on the season. Now, I said to a mate of mine who was the only other St Kilda supporter that I actually know, who is around my age bracket, that we should be 6-1 and one after seven rounds. We play Port Adelaide next week in Cairns, meaning we should be 6-1 and one going into uh, playing Melbourne and then Geelong. No team in the last 25 years has started 5-1 and one and not made the finals. So, although it's St Kilda, and there'll probably be a bounce of the ball that doesn't go our way or, you know, when we play Melbourne, they'll hit the post and they'll go in and they'll they'll count it as a goal, just like it did in the 2009 Grand Final. That'll probably happen because that's what just happens. For a team that's called the Saints, we do get a lot of bad luck. But we should make finals here. We, we, we really should. You can't bottle this. Although, you know, 
if there's any team that's ever going to do it, it's us. The question is, are they legit? Maybe. If they are able to be 6-1 and one going into the Melbourne game, you get to have a free crack. Where do they stand against the best team in the competition? Where do they stand against the reigning premiers? So... In a couple of weeks, when I record another podcast, if we beat Melbourne or we get close to Melbourne, you will say, okay, we could be a contender. Kane Corns put us in our list uh, on the footy show yesterday uh, that St Kilda could win the premiership, although Kane Corns, anything he says really isn't with a lot of logic. Looking at some stats for St Kilda, first in kicks, fifth in disposals, fourth in marks, fourth in points, which you know is the most important stat, fifth in tackles, fourth in goal assists, uh, in terms of some of the rankings you don't want to see, they're 13th in inside 50s, but they're really good at converting those inside 50s, which has put them above a team like Carlton, uh, who, again, inside 50s are sort of on the lower side, um, but they're not able to convert as much. 15th in hitouts, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, you know, Paddy Ryder, I know, uh, has been suspended, and Jack Hayes did an ACL, but quite surprised at that. Um Looking at some of the, the statistical leaders, Jack Steele leading in handballs and disposals. He's, he's missed the consistent. Uh, Sinclair going up half-back. He's, he's been instrumental this year. Uh, goals, Max King. He's kicked one goal seven on Friday night. It's one of the worst figures I've ever seen. Um, but he's getting the opportunity, and he will convert. And I'm telling you now, uh, I don't know what his odds are for the Coleman, but uh, it, he's a good option for the Coleman if you're a betting man. And I know there's a few out there that listen to this podcast. But... Arson killed a legit, I will say maybe I'll look back at this in a couple of weeks when we play Melbourne, see how we are, and go from there. So I'm sitting on the fence. I know there'll be some St Kilda fans out there that are like, no, top four. We're going to make a prelim. We're going to win the granny. There'll be a few out there. Um, but I'm not there. I'm not saying that yet. We've got to beat a really good side and a really good side. Um, we've got the next couple of weeks playing Geelong in three weeks' time, playing Melbourne in two weeks' time. We play Brisbane a little bit later up there. It'll be a great test. Um, but yeah, got to get Port this week, and I think we will. But there you go. There's a little segment there on are they legit? Carlton are not legit. They'll make finals, but they're not going to do anything. They're still a year off from being ultra competitive. St Kilda are maybe legit that they have to win against a good side, one of the better sides. And until Frio, uh, although we beat Frio in Perth. They had a lot of COVID, and it's not exactly a statement win. So that's a little segment there. I'm going to start doing this a lot more by posting stuff onto my Instagram, trying to get more involvement with the segments. So if you don't follow me, do it already if you want to hear some stuff that you want to hear uh, on the podcast. It is now time for the fan favourite. Do I even have to say the name? It is time for Jordan's big call. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala. Now, for this week's big call, I'm going with the NBA, and I'm going with a team I've already spoken about in this podcast. Kyrie Irving will not be at the Brooklyn Nets next season. Now, this is a big call that could start to come into effect from tomorrow because I think Boston will sweep the Ben Simmons Nets with a KD and Kyrie as well. But Kyrie Irving will not be at the Nets next season. That's your call. It's a failed super team. That's where it's at. 
That's what I've got for this week. None of the other big calls have come to fruition yet. One that's looking really good is the West Coast bottom four. The Memphis Grizzlies are 2-2 in that series, so it's looking a little bit interesting for them to make the Western Conference Finals. Liverpool winning the league. You just need City to drop points, so come on. At some stage, they got to. Brisbane got themselves a win, again showing how they're going to win the flag and Zach Bailey just looking like a superstar. But there you go. That's the big call for this week. It'll it'll start. The wheels will start moving from tomorrow when Boston sweep them. Kyrie will not be at Brooklyn next season. All right, that is the end of episode nine of Aussie Talks, the last episode that is recorded. That is in single digits. We spoke about a lot of stuff today, everything from the AFL descent rule and how it's the biggest joke in the history of the AFL. Also speaking about the uh, fact that the leaders of the federal uh, major political parties can't answer a question. If they were in school, they would really struggle because when I go to school, if you don't answer the teacher's question, you sort of struggle. Um, and it's good to see that from the leaders of the country, whether it be the current one or the potential one. Uh, but that's a, a different issue. We spoke also about the Brooklyn Nets and how Ben Simmons uh, just doesn't play and I don't think I'll ever uh, if this podcast grows I don't think I'll ever get an interview with Ben Simmons and I'm not exactly shattered about that obviously we have my big call and uh, yeah I'd like to thank everybody who uh, participated in that question thing I put up on Instagram. I'm going to start doing that a lot more. I want to get more uh, what you want to hear in the segments, not just what I want to hear. And, uh, yeah, so thanks, everybody, who put something down for that. And, uh, yeah, that's episode nine all done. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Cheers.